Welcome back to episode 15 of the Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, John. Uh, Jeff, happy Friday, man. How are we doing today? Happy, happy Friday, episode 15. I have air conditioning in my house now, so I'm, I'm, Congratulations. Doing, I'm doing a lot better than I was doing the last episode when I was probably sweating a lot, probably from my incredible draft of the, of the uh, Major League Baseball players and not really knowing what I was talking about. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but it went well. On top of the lack of air conditioning. And that and the lack of air conditioning. But I learned a lot, and that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited to talk more baseball as the season goes and as so hopefully we start to open back up. Awesome, man. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, if this is your first time listening, um, you can find us on Twitter, at The Jungle Pod. Uh, you can find us as a podcast, just listening only really any podcast platform as The Jungle Podcast. And you can also find us on YouTube as The Jungle Podcast. Um, uh, so I know today we've been doing a lot of, like, you know, basketball and college football and baseball. Um, today we're going back to our roots. We're going to do a little bit of a Bengals preview. Uh, but before we get into that, I wanted to, to kick it to you, Jeff. Any news and notes uh, since we, we last spoke on Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, going back to the NBA, we've obviously talk, talked about it. They're coming back. So the NBA is back. 22 teams um, are headed to, what is it, Disney World down in Florida? Uh, Orlando, and, yep. Yeah, or Orlando. To, to play out the rest of the season, kind of a, obviously a different format. I think I saw like it's like four four games a day. I think even some teams have back to back games, um, and only twenty two teams. It was a twenty nine to one vote. The only mm-hmm. team that didn't didn't like it was the Portland Trailblazers. I wonder why. I think that they thought that. I think that, like the one thing I saw like they didn't think it was like fair on like the competitive landscape they thought that they were more competitive or something to okay. get to get in um but i i so like it there's grapes yeah it, it, that's what it kind of sounds like i mean there are more teams from the west going than the east i right so there's 13 the, from the west there's nine from the east yeah but which, that's even more reason that they shouldn't care because they weren't made exactly it, they made it more than half yeah exactly so and, and i think that's also interesting just because like, the NBA is a good example of a league that for sure could be um, just based on pure seeds and not necessarily on location when it comes to the playoffs. You know what I mean? It, it's really the only one that is completely separated by geography. Like, the NFL, you have the NFC West and the, and the AFC West. Right. You and know? NHL is as well, but yeah. Out of yeah. The, it's kind of a fringe sport. There was actually – I can't think of who it was. Somebody came out. I think it was Stephen A. Smith. Or that was Kellerman. Kellerman. That was Kellerman. I know exactly said, what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, NHL's not a big four sport. And then yeah. the question is, all right, so what's the fourth of the big four if it's not hockey? <laughs> yeah, what is it? What is it? Because it, I, mean, I don't know. It's, right. you didn't, <laughs> he didn't even answer? Last, I guess. I don't know. No, they, no one asked I mean, the accident. It's just like the conversation naturally led to like, okay, so what is the fourth of the big four? I mean, you got to you got to think about it. I guess you would put soccer in it if you wanted to, but not in America. NASCAR. God, would NASCAR be the going, fourth? If you're just going straight off in numbers, it's going to be NASCAR for sure. Yeah, you're probably right. There are more people watching NASCAR than there are watching the Stanley Cup. I wonder. Game. I wonder what. Yeah, you're you're right. I wonder what the numbers are for like golf compared to those. I think that's it's, even more. It, well, especially like when like Tiger's playing, it, like it, like in America, I mean, he's playing well. Like the Masters, I'm sure, when he won a couple of years ago, was probably huge. Yeah, you know, but that's also so isolated, so you can't really include that in the Big Four. Probably wasn't the smartest thing for Max Kellerman to say. No, he's just trying to t- have a hot take. Um, yeah, about the NBA season. To get back to that, so just a couple of quick bullet points I just found. So 
It's going to extend 16 days. Yeah. Um, there's five or six games per day. That's so what that two yeah. weeks is going to just be nuts. Um, if you're a sports like that, that's essentially NBA March Madness. Think yes. about it. Five games a day for two weeks. That's going to be sick. I love it. I love that's it. That's going to be awesome to watch. Yeah. Um, there's four hours between games, games on each individual court so they can clean it. And there's three courts that they're going to be using. Okay. Um, in an eight game regular season format, each team is expected to play one back to back. So like a, like a double header basketball. Is that what that is? Yeah. Kind of like that. The back to back. You think maybe it's consecutive days and not. It's gotta be consecutive days. It can't not, be. They, they can't expect those guys to play a game. They do that, anyways, just go and play the they do that in the NBA anyway. So why is that a big Yeah, game? that's, that's true. I that's bet true. you they're playing back to back in the same day. Why else would they specify that? I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I mean. Why not? I guess why not if you look at – but, dude, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. They're packing it in. Like, you want to play or not? You want to champ or not? All right, play right. the game. And they will, hey, and, and the NBA has been so outspoken about returning to play. If they want to play, obviously they're, yeah. they're going to be excited. They only have like a week for like a training camp kind of before it starts. Yeah. Hey, that's a win though. We have real NBA basketball. We're going to have a champion. Meanwhile, yes. baseball can't even decide on if they want to have a season. Right, they don't know what they're doing. It's crazy, crazy. Um, and I surely, I, I really hope that that comes back. I, I mentioned this earlier. Just our baseball podcast last with Tim and Zach got me more excited to watch baseball this season. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and we were talking about it. We're so excited for the Reds to come back. They had such a great offseason. So, I really, really hope baseball does come back. Um, go, going back to the NBA, did you see that they're, they're seriously considering also, though, making the coaches that are above 60 years old, not, not, they're not possibly not going to allow them to be on the sidelines. Really? I saw that yeah. the NBA was talking about some things like – is it you, that's what you mentioned, right? Yeah, so the NBA. So, like, so like think about that. Like, pop – well, I guess it's the first part. You know, they're not going to make it anyways. But they, there are coaches that are probably in really good health that are a little bit older that are probably in better health than some of the younger coaches. Right. And, you know, and can't, I can't imagine coaching an NBA game. They, they said they might have to make, make them wear masks or they're not even going to allow them on the sidelines. I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, and they let it just kind of – let it be, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited for it either way. Any other news yeah. that you had? Uh, yeah, actually, I did see. Did you see that Tiger Woods documentary is going to be coming out? Really? Yeah. So now we have Jordan Brady's coming out. Lips. I mean, well, I, it, which I think it's it's not through ESPN. Oh, so, really? okay. yeah, I, I don't think it's through ESPN. Um, but, dude, that one, you're going to need 15 episodes on that one when it comes to – yeah. <laughs> all the stuff that he went through coming back. I mean, the headline said, you know, going through the sex scandal, drug addiction, um, obviously his comeback, his injuries. That's yeah. going to be really, really interesting. I wonder how much money they get paid for that. I'll bet you they get a lot of money. To agree. Probably based on views. You th- I don't know. Because, like, Netflix, how much does Netflix play a comedian for a one-hour special? Yeah, like, that's a good question. A lot of money. Now imagine having 10 one-hour specials like, and you're paying Michael Jordan, who there's a reason he hasn't done these. They're getting paid. Hey. I bet you – how much did he get from ESPN? Like they're not going to disclose it. He just donated $100 million for the next 10 years to like racial injustice. I wonder if he got $100 million. I mean, he doesn't – he's already had $100 million. That's what I'm saying. Though, like, I, yeah. I think they're getting serious money. Yeah. If you're giving – how much do they give uh, – uh, Dave Chappelle, he got like fifty million for three specials on Netflix, and each one's like yeah. an hour and a half. So yeah. just extrapolate that. 
Like these guys are bigger than Dave Chappelle, arguably. Oh, more more people like, watch Michael, the last Michael dance. Michael way bigger. Tiger Tiger yeah. Woods is bigger, but even yeah. oh, 100%, like Dave Armstrong, like he's that's probably like a similar ballpark. You're not trying to say though, like. But, but, but it's also it's also a bigger market. More people watch basketball and sports than they do watch stand up comedy. Chappelle. Yeah, I love Dave Chappelle. I think he's fantastic. Um, and I love I love all stand up comedian. Exactly. Exactly. Sports for stand up. And now also Netflix was involved with The Last Dance. So Jordan was getting paid by Netflix, ESPN, Disney. That's what I'm mean, saying. He did, he's not letting he's not letting them have all that info if he's not raking in some serious money. Serious cash, dude. He's not serious he's not cash. sitting on his couch enjoying talking to you, you know? No. He doesn't it didn't look like there. he was really enjoying He doesn't want to be there. He's just sitting <laughs> no. there like in his massive house, like, all right. Like think every I'm second. Ching, ching. Dude, you know what though? I heard did we talk about this? I heard that um his house, it wasn't even his house they were filming. He made them go to another house or another he didn't location. Want people to, to see film. us inside. Yeah. He did yeah, he didn't want people in his own house. So there well, you go right there. Him, it's like if you're putting that out there, like A, maybe you want some privacy, but B, like there's crazy people and maybe they could use like even that small caption of your house, like break in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you never know. It, it's just even just crazy people just to find out the location of where it is, just something that they see out of the window. Because right. there are psychos out there that look at that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So that's a good point. I don't know. What about you? Any other news and notes? Um, the only one I actually had was the NBA thing. So uh, yeah. no news and notes on my end. Um, going over to our uh, our other weekly segment, sexy, not sexy. I'll start it off with the uh, the sexy. So um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of turmoil right now. And in tough times, it's smart to, to go to the, the wise ones in your uh, community. The wise one in this case is Jose Canseco. So he says, um, once I'm president, I'll create an army of robots that will cleanse the world of all corruption. He tweeted that today. Um, <laughs> Jose Canseco's out of his right, mind. He's crazy. He's completely off, off his rocker. Um, but – Robot Man. army going to cleanse the world. Let's not sex Dude, about that. Love it. Has may, may, maybe, maybe that fly ball to him in the head did a little more damage than we all thought it did. A couple weeks or a couple years ago, he goes, the robot threat is, is being taken too lightly. So he's been thinking about robot armies for a while. So he is in artificial intelligence, building robots. Oh yeah. I wonder if he. I wonder. I mean, obviously, Jose's probably still probably a very wealthy man. I wonder if he's like invested in any robot artificial intelligent companies to try to get at the forefront of who knows what his wealth is his worth is he had that big book um yeah that was like his probably bigger earner since his career you wouldn't surprise me if like he blew everything though either dude it was probably a bigger earner than his career that book yeah you know it might have been i don't know you know because he played he played so long ago that's 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 pretty funny that's a sexy story i like that they can say good news gentlemen yeah, it's fun. So my sexy, actually, you already mentioned it, so I didn't keep elaborating on it. But I was going to say Michael Jordan. He, he's doing something great in this time of turmoil. Um, and really what it was, I just like the, the, I love the message, donating $100 million over 10 years, dedicated to ensuring racial e- equality, social justice, and greater access to education. So, you know, the, those three things, $100 million over 10 years. Yeah, he has the money, but that's a lot. A it's a hundred million. A hundred million dollars. Ten I love, million dollars. I love a year. the people that, like you said, like yeah, he has a lot of money. But the people that like take that angle, like oh, he could give more. 
He's yeah. giving you a hundred million dollars. Million. And, and you, like, you also want to be like, you also people, want to be like, well, well, how much are you giving? Never. But you want yeah. to be like, how much are you giving? How much are you giving? If you're yeah. mad at him, you know, you know what I mean. But I, I, I look, that's 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 a pretty amazing story. Good on Michael Jordan. Someone doing something great. I, I think it's fan. I mean, the message has to continue to be um, heard. And Michael Jordan's one of the biggest people in the world, obviously. So um, I think that's a pretty amazing story. I like it. Yeah. How about you? Um, so my not sexy, I'm trying to find uh, the specific article. Long story short, I think it's in Japan. Um, there are doctors who have created uh, 3D printed ears uh, to get rid of cauliflower ear. And it's like wow. biogenesis 3D printing. I'm not even going to pretend to like understand how that works. But somehow they're able to print like cells onto each other to grow flesh in certain designs. So... Uh, it's not sexy for one reason. If you have cauliflower ear, you wanted cauliflower ear. You are a wrestler. You're a badass. So why is the person who's smart enough to figure that out? Why are you working on that? You yeah. Know? Sorry. Hold on. It's okay. Um, why aren't you working on like something that is a little bit more productive than solving an issue that is self-inflicted and you can already correct it in certain ways? Like it's a badge of honor if you have a cauliflower ear for the most part. Yes. Yeah, for, for like for that, I mean, it's part of the wrestling fighter culture. You know yeah. what I mean? People, I mean, want I guess, people in high school wrestlers specifically don't wear headgear, so they get it. I don't know about that. Do you, you really think they like specifically want it? Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, for sure, 100%. Yeah, I, I, yeah I mean, you're probably right. On purpose. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. It is a badge of honor from that. You look at like MMA right now, you look at the UFC, half those guys have cauliflower here. And it's, you know, it's, it's like it's you said, the wrestlers. It's, yeah. It's the wrestlers. It's the crazy wrestlers. I'm telling you, people straight up purposely will get it. That's dude. That 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 is. I love how that's not sexy because that is what. It's stupid. 3D 3D printed ear. But why are you? My whole point is like, why are you working on? Why is that? Why are you working on? Could you be doing something? Nobody saw cauliflower ear and is like, I'm I'm gonna cure that. I'm gonna fix that. Yeah. Why don't you print? Why can't we print like a, a different organ to maybe start heart, saving some lives? A heart, <laughs> like a tongue, yeah. to allow someone to a pain, see. A pancreas, like, something. Do yeah. something, right? Not a freaking earlobe that someone purposely destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that's all right. That's that's a good one. I like it. My my not sexy of the week. Um, and I want to be clear. It's not. It's not the players that this happened to. It's the fact that this is going to be a story that we're going to have to continually hear and hear and hear. Five Alabama players who reported back tested possible for coronavirus. Really? And yeah, five. Yeah, dude, it's gonna. Yeah. And it's we're, just we're it's, the, the reason, right? The reason why it's not sexy is now we're gonna have to continue to hear and hear and hear about it. Um, I guarantee you, these five players probably had no symptoms. I'm not saying it's not a serious disease, whatever. I know it is a serious virus, but obviously these these guys are probably super healthy, and it just sucks that now that we're gonna keep hearing about it, it's like. Who's going to take that and say, no season, can't do it? You know, Somebody. that's what I worry about. Someone's going to. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it probably already has. I heard, I heard that story today. So, um, so we'll see. I, I just, you know, I hate the doubt. That's where we're at. We're going to start hearing that. And uh, I, mean, I guess we'll see. You're going to be hearing we'll about it until there's a vaccine, you know, whenever right. it is. Right. But it is what it is. But, that, yeah, that's my not sexy. Um so you want to move on to some Bengals stuff? Yeah, man. So, as we promised, because uh, we are called the Jungle Podcast. Uh, yeah, we are. Not so slight nod to our fandom. 
Um, but we really haven't given the Bengals enough of our attention and, and um, really discussed them enough, to be frank. So right. um, what we thought we'd do today, um, we're going to kind of dissect. We'll go th- maybe let's go through like starter for starter on the offense, just uh, kind of give some analysis on, on what we see and what we hope to get from this Bengals offense. And then uh, for our list today, um, we're going to do something a little different. We're just going to rank the top 10 draft picks of the Bengals for the past 10 years. Right, since 2010. Right. But before we get yeah. into that, um, so I'm just going to – I got a, a death chart up in front of me. Damn. Looking at the, the Bengals' offense, just in a general sense, skilled positions look amazing on paper. Everything but tight end. Line, like, all right, so Joe Burrow, quarterback, we've beaten that conversation to death. Yeah, fantastic. Can't wait. They're very excited. Can't wait. Go mixing it running back. There was those uh, – there were like those uh, – I don't know if you call them memes – or whatever you'd say, just basically comparison, things like who's the best back in the AFC North, and it's like Chubb versus who, or uh, Ingram. You know what I'm talking about? Or then it was like Chubb versus Mixon. I mean, Chubb's a great back, uh, but I think Mixon has an argument for the best back in the whole uh, AFC North. He has an argument for for being a top five back in the whole NFL. I mean, he he led the AFC in rushing two years ago. Yeah. With no offensive line. And even last year, he had a good season also with right. an even worse offensive line. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think as a self-admitted hater of Mixon. Like, I'm not a fan oh, of I know. Um, oh, I know you're not. Yeah, and, and, he does and, well, I, dude. I think, he yeah. does well. And also, dude, having, having our second running back with Giovanni Bernard, I think is that's a really, really good running back tandem that doesn't get mentioned a lot. And it, I think that's a really big snub for them not to get mentioned in that conversation. The crazy thing is Giovanni got paid. So he's like one of the hey. highest – yeah, he's one of the highest paid backs in the NFL. Yeah. Well, he, and he's also said he wants to be a Bengal for life. Yeah, because he got paid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do too if I'm getting that money. You yeah, know I mean? absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's funny how, like, people talk trash about the Bengals until we make them one of, like, every five years we decide to, like, commit to somebody. Then they become big yeah. fans. Yeah, you're right. You know? <laughs> you're right. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm super excited about the running backs. Obviously, like you said, super excited about Burrow. But who I'm the most excited about 100% is the wide receivers. If you look at the, the top three wide receivers to start with Green, Boyd, and T. Higgins coming in, but then look look who's behind them. John Ross I'm not a huge fan of just because liability purposes and just availability. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt for as much as I hate on him. And wait till I, I get my, my worst 10 draft picks next week. He, I guarantee right. you he's going to be on my list. But if he's my fourth receiver with his speed – I'm not hating on that. Like, that's Pretty happy about he that. He should be. You shouldn't take him in the yeah. first round, but he is a fourth receiver. He's a trick. Yeah. And then you have then you have Auden Tate, who's a huge fifth receiver, could very well be a fourth receiver, probably even a number three receiver on some team. For sure. Uh, oh, you actually. Know? And Alex Erickson. Love him. He's Love productive. Him. He's productive. And that's and he can also, the he's also a great return. So, like, yeah. A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, John Ross, Auden Tate. He's the sixth name, and he's not bad. Like, he's no. a pretty decent little slot receiver. Well, plus, um, don't, don't, just, don't just count his play on special teams. He's a good returner. Like, yeah, you can put he him is. back, and he, he can return everything, you know? And he does, so, like he, – he's, like, one of the better at that role. Like, yes. At punt yeah. returns, he's – if you look at the stats, he's good. He's in good company. Yeah. When you, when you go from quarterback to wide receiver – I think it's a team that you got to be super, super excited about. But tight end, dude. When dude, I opened up the yeah. when I opened up the depth chart, I was like, "This is this is brutal looking." Well, brutal. So the funny one. So it's CJ Uzama, Uzama. Yeah. 
who good for him for getting working himself to that point. The funny one though, isn't Drew Sample? So Drew Sample's the backup. Isn't that the guy second that round pick last in the year. second round? And the the analysts on like NFL and ESPN, they didn't even have highlights queued up because they didn't they think didn't he have was highlights. three. Dude, his his first tweet after he got drafted was Avengers is the best movie I've ever seen or something like that. He, he, was, at the, he, was, he was at the movie theater, you know? His <laughs> agent was probably trying to was probably trying to call him and say, Drew, uh, the Bengals are taking you in the second round. He was probably thinking, who is this that's messing with me right now? There's no way. Top 10 you world graphic? I mean, dude, I, I I've thought about it. I'm probably going to put it there. I think he is. And, and I don't want to necessarily hate on Drew Sample, but it's like – Dude, what do you, what do you, no. If you're going in the second round and you're our backup, you better produce. You, you're getting hated on. Like, you better do Dude, something. Look, Show me, give me a reason not stats. to hate on you. You're right. I'm going to give you reasons to hate on him. He only played nine games. <laughs> he, had five, he had five catches for 30 yards. That's Jeez. it. And, and I'm pretty sure he was drafted as like a blocking tight end. I think he was like really good at that in, in college. Which guy, he, went to Washington. he went to Washington, by the way. Which took me a while to find out because, like you said, when he got drafted, they literally – it was literally like they looked at Trey Wingo and he – in their ear they were saying, Trey, we don't know who the hell he is any, either. Scramble, Trey. T- talk about Tyler Eifert and his injuries. We'll go to commercial. Next pick will be up when we come back. Don't even worry about it. You know, that's what it really seemed like when, when I was watching the draft with Drew Sample got there. So, I – that is – we're really lacking a tight end. Area, area for improvement? We've drafted two in the first round in the past 10 years. Neither's yeah. on our team. Neither other team. And actually, aside from, I mean, one, obviously, really good year with Eifert. He had unbelievable potential, but unfortunately, of availability, which is probably, the you know, arguably the most important asset for an NFL player. The best ability is availability. Yeah, yeah he didn't have it. No. You know, didn't have it. And I liked, I liked Gresham a lot, too. Um, it's just – but he wasn't like a – go, you know, no. all-time tight end for the Bengals. He belonged on our college list. He doesn't belong on it. Like, no. Impress no. me. We're hurting. Dude, we're, hurt. we're hurting at tight end. Really well, hurting blockers. at tight end. In our offense, they better be blockers. Or are they just like, yeah. we have so many receivers, just put the receivers on the field and don't, have, don't play a tight end. Well, uh, what's really nice is going back to the receivers, look at the size you've got of our receivers. T. Higgins is a big guy. Auden dude, Tate is a big stacked. guy. Stacked. We are stacked, stacked. at wide receiver. We – like Homer, 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 Homer. I am, but we could have the best receiving core in the whole dang league. Like Tyler Boyd produced last yes. year. AJ Green come back yes. healthy. He's a big time player. Uh, T Higgins is a big time player. We'll talk. I'm yes, gonna, I'm going to talk more about him a little bit later. But okay, all right, good, good. Yeah, I was hoping that he was going to be on your list. So I guess we'll see if he is. Yes, doesn't necessarily mean that he's on my list. Um, but I thought about it. But, I, but, I, but I'm glad that he is. I, I agree. He could easily become the number two. But Tyler Boyd, I mean, he showed flashes of being a number one wide receiver for some team somewhere. It, it, let's save this conversation. All right, let's save that. Let's go, to, let, let's go to offensive line. Let's move to offensive line. Because when I look at offensive line, you look at a guy's – Jonah Williams, I'm super excited about. I thought when they took him, I could not wait to see him play. Unfortunately, he got hurt. I understand that. Um, Michael Jordan. Okay. Trey Hawkins. Okay. Okay. Um, Suafilo. Okay. I mean, we picked him up free agency, but okay. he was a free agent for a reason. 
Yeah, and dude, then Bob, on a different team every year. That's not every a year. thing. Right. And I mean, no one really liked him that much. And here's the interesting part is, instantly, you look at our depth chart, he's the starting right guard right away. That's how poor our depth is on offensive line, is we yeah. pick this guy up who's been traveling to different teams, and he's instantly the starter. And then yeah. Bobby Hart. Dude, we signed Bobby Hart to that deal. What, what did he get paid? He's making $7 million a year or something like that. And I think he was – I think there was literally a stat at one point in time when he was ranked like 70th out of the starting tackles in the NFL. There's 32 NFL teams. So that means that there's 64 starting tackles, and he wasn't even ranked in, in the top 64. Yeah, so this is the bad thing about the teams. Like, we have such great talent. We didn't address the line. I know they obviously rely – like, they're hoping these guys improve. And a lot of them are young. Yeah. And right. that's not asking too much. Like, I think it's reasonable. But yeah. I think we could have – what they should have done, they needed to go get – like, just get one older guy who's been successful. He doesn't even need to be, like, a perennial pro bowler. Just something that's, like, who's going to calm down that group? Maybe it's Trey Hopkins, who's, like, been on right. the team since 2014. But if, if that's your leader on the line, like, let's talk about ceiling. Jonah Williams' ceiling of being a perennial pro bowl left tackle. He has everything yeah. you look for. There's a reason why yeah. he went where he went. What position yeah. did we take him in in the top 10? 11th um, or 10th or 9th? No, it was, a, it, it was, a, it was in the teens, but, it was, but first round draft. First round draft. But he was widely regarded as like the, one of the best tackles, if not the best tackle in the whole draft. 100%. Yeah. Out of uh, Bama. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's the guy that really, I'd say by far most of the pressure is on. We took him at 11 overall in 2019. 11. 11. That's no small peanuts. So, no. Jonah Williams at left tackle, Michael Jordan at left guard. We took him, I think, like third round or something out of Ohio State. Fourth round out of Ohio State. Fourth round. Yeah. Um, yeah. Billy Price, our first overall pick from Ohio State also, he just can't even find the field. He's got Dude, he's a, he, Sua Fulo and Trey Hopkins. He's got two scrubs. I'm, they're scrubs. Like, they're scrubs. Yeah. yeah. And he's getting beat out. Like, dude, have some freaking respect for yourself. Um, and then interesting thing I just noticed, I didn't notice before. The right guard backup is Isaiah Prince. Isaiah Prince, Billy Price, and uh, Michael Jordan, they were three starters on Ohio State two years ago, and two of them now are in our two deep – or three of them are in our two deep. That yeah. is not good. It's not good when <laughs> yeah. one college has your two deep at three positions on your offensive at line. At three positions, yeah. I can't say That's... too much about Bobby Hart. Like, I can't say anything about him, Fred Douglas, or Shea Dugas – like these guys are all no names. Um, well, we only, and we only have the one rookie, Hakeem. Uh, what is it, Denji? The, yeah, the kid out of Kansas. And then, yeah, it's so. Sixth round. I, I, as far as I know, he had a pretty good college career. Obviously, he got drafted in the sixth round. I think he was an All Big Twelve selection. Maybe, maybe even two years in a row. But, dude, that is really, really poor. There's two things that stuck out to me when I looked at this. I love the Bengals draft, but then when you look at it and you look at tight end and you look at offensive line, it's kind of like guys. We could have taken someone, someone, somewhere there True. to address that. True. But what if AJ is not here next year? Right. That's why. Right. Yeah. You're right. And it's a nice – like, I get it. But I'm also yeah. – I think T's a good pick. I think you have to – you have I'm to – I'm not mad about – I'm not talking about the T Higgins pick. I love the T Higgins pick. But, but I think even – and I actually – and I like the Logan Wilson pick, the linebacker, and I like, like the kid that they took in the fourth round. But it's also like, you know, at that point in time, there were some really good offensive linemen still available. There was probably some really stud t tight ends. I'm pretty sure 
I mean, wasn't the kid out of LSU, Thaddeus Moss, the, the Randy Moss's son? Why he we didn't sign him? He was Joe Burrow's guy and he's Randy Moss's right. son. Why we didn't – we didn't reach out to him first. Uh, I can't think of where he went. Maybe the Dolphins? No, he went to the Redskins. He went yeah. to the Redskins and they asked him why and he said they're the first team that reached out. I right. was going to whoever reached out first. That's where I was like, going. Come, the fact come that on. that's not us is just like it's mind blowing. Mind blowing. What happened? I, I, mean, I just, I just, no one there, and he's. I don't care that you didn't get drafted. He's Randy Moss's kid. We have a yeah. first round picks who aren't even in our two deep, and we have a quarterback who we took first overall. Who's who knows him? Has thrown touchdown passes to him. Won a national championship with and him. And the Heisman, he's a he's a national champion winning tight end who played big time, like was a big, like integral part it's to them so, winning the national championship. It's so bangles for us to not yes. get that. It's such an obvious thing, and you could have had him. You just it, didn't it's, it's, act. It's like, it's like, like, I said, like I said, I love the draft, but then when I looked at this, I'm like, shit, man. Look, look at all the holes on the offense. Once you get past just the wide receivers and obviously quarterback, running back, but that's not going to win. It's not going to win enough games for us to get to get back to the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. So those are the bad picks. Let's talk about some good picks that we've had. Um, <laughs> All right. So I've got my top ten. Um, I'm going to go to the order. I'm going to start yeah. it off. So we're giving you just a reminder. So the past ten years, so since the 2010 draft to qualify. Yes. Right, Jeff? Yes. Um, yep. Starting with my 10th for the Bengals only here, guys. So 10th overall, T. Higgins. Got him in the second okay. round in the 2020 draft. He had – if you've watched, like, any of these Clemson games, it, like, every year it seems like there's a different one. Um, you know, every two, three years they're putting out somebody, you know, whether it be Sammy Watkins or um, I'm blanking on, like, the receiver I ranked as the top one in the NFL who's on the Cardinals. Yeah, Andrew Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but, like, they're putting these guys out at, like, an unprecedented rate. T. Yes. Higgins, like, out of all those ones, Sammy, to me, was the most impressive of all the Clemson receivers. Now, DeAndre's gone done bigger things, but I'm talking about in college. Right. Yeah, T. Higgins college, yeah. would be my number two. T. Higgins, he, like, he was – we we're lucky that he fell to us just because he was in regard as, like, you know, one of the high – like, the – most competitive draft classes for the wide receiver position. There were just so many good ones all at the same time. Um, but the fact that we got him in the second round, he's a big body receiver and yeah. he might not have like the burner speed, but who's your number one receiver in the league? Mike Thomas. He seems to be doing all right. Pair yeah. him with a young quarterback. Like it's, it kind of goes back to when we, in 2011, we did Dalton or we did AJ, then we did Dalton. We just did the same thing in the reverse order. Um, and I think both of them have Pro Bowl potential. Um, he's my tenth pick, best pick in the past uh, ten years, getting in the second round. Yeah, I like I like that. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be be very very good, big body guy. Like you said, as long as he runs really really clean routes, which seems like he does, he doesn't need that speed. Which I also like about him. He's not on my list, but which I also like about him is he was excited to come play with Joe Burrow. You know. Right. So yeah. they're already go they're going to have chemistry. The best part about him is you said yeah, or you saw he like his favorite player growing up was AJ Green. AJ Green. That's yeah. sick. That's so that's, that's awesome. so cool. And that's awesome. maybe that kind of I don't know. Like obviously if we have Tig on a uh, or T on a, a rookie contract, but maybe like that kind of thing could help AJ come back. Yep. You know, Clemson, South Carolina. AJ's from South Carolina. 
there could be a little bit of camaraderie, camaraderie yeah. there. Yeah. Good. How about you? So well, you my, 10. So my number 10 is actually um, – it's a guy who hasn't seen the field yet for the Bengals, but it's Jonah Williams from Alabama. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see him play. Um, I, we already talked a lot about him, so I won't, you know, beat a dead, dead, beat a dead horse here. But I think he has 100% the ability to be a Pro Bowl tackle for a while in this league. Hopefully, he's completely healed up, which, which everything says that he is healed up. His his pass blocking percentage in college was absurd. Yep. And get him healthy. Have Joe Burrow behind him. I think he's going to show a lot of people that that pick when they took him in the first round, 2019 was very, very warranted. So I, I got to have him on my list. He's number 10 for me. I like it. And that's one of the things, like, when I was making this list, I'm like, all right, so, like, some of these, like, yeah, they're a great player. Duh. Obviously, they're going to be on your list. Um, but it's also, like, you got to live up to it. And then, like, what I'm saying, like, yeah. best pick. Yeah, he was the easy, obvious pick. But it was a good pick. Right. Like, right. it filled the need. Um, right. There's a couple different ways to kind of look at it, when, at least that I thought of when I was – um, well, I agree, because sometimes it's like, well, he got taken in the first round. Obviously, it was a good pick. But that, that's not always the case, right? A lot of first-rounders miss, and a lot of people take first-rounders when they didn't need that player. I think the Raiders, like, they took Henry Rux, great player, right? But look at all the wide receivers that they left that were probably graded higher and maybe would be a better producer. It kind of like, seemed like they took him and kind of like the John Ross thing that the Bengals did, pure speed. Darius Hayward Bay. Darius Hayward Bay. Darius Edward Bay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So he's my number 10. Um, you want me to go to nine? Sure. So my number nine is actually Carl Lawson, 2017 fourth-round pick. I like that. Um, I, I don't have him on my list, but I, I wrestled with that for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, look, fourth-round pick, he's produced pretty well, um, especially for a fourth-rounder. He's. I know he backs up Sam Hubbard now. But it's kind of like a role where there's, there's going to be times when him and Sam Hubbard are on the field at the same time. You know what right. I mean? And he, he, he's a versatile player. He can put his hand on the dirt. He can stand up, play outside. Um, he was a play, pro football writer's rookie, all-rookie all team when he was a rookie. Um, I'm excited about Carl Lawson. He's still young. I think he's got a lot of production to do. So he's number nine on my list. I like that. At my number nine, I have Rex Burkhead. We took him in oh, the sixth, good. sixth round of 2013. Yeah, so, that's good. All I have to – here's my explanation. Because I know he's not – like, he's not a Pro Bowl player, right? He's Rex Burkhead. Burkhead. If you get a guy who's seven years in the league in the sixth round, you're doing something yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I know, agree with that. He did productive things for the Bengals. He has had a lot of success in New England. Sixth-round player, you know. You know, he was a good player in Nebraska, but no one thought he'd be here seven years later. He's almost 30 years old, and he's still going. Rex Burkhead. Not to – yeah, not to mention he goes to New England and he had like those three weeks where he scored like nine touchdowns or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? I like that. He's not on my list. Um, and then, you know, as we're talking here, I'm starting to think about like, people like, damn, I probably should have put him I there. Know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing surgery on the list as I'm talking to you. You know, um, like I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking through my mind, man, maybe there are, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it who it, where I'm at. Um, my, my, uh, my number, I go number, go to number eight. So at my number eight, I have Sam Hubbard. Third round pick in 2018. So Sam, that's my number eight. The fact that he went, he shouldn't. He, so here's the thing: he shouldn't have ever gone in the third round. He shouldn't have been available. He was a first round type talent, but yeah. he's on the Ohio State teams where he's got Bosa on one side, and then you know, not, not incredible defensive line. Just right. every year, he was always overshadowed. Yeah. He was never the, the guy on the team. 
Right. But that doesn't mean he's not good enough to be a Pro Bowl quality DN, and he showed that. Yeah, he will be. I think I think he's going to be a perennial Pro Bowl. I think this year he could be that could be his year. We, I agree. We'll talk about the defense next week. I have really yeah. really high hopes for this defense from the Bengals. I, I do too. If, if you look at his stats from um, his rookie year to last year, I mean, he got it's one of those guys who clearly got a lot better. Twenty-seven solo tackles to forty-six. 39, tack- 39 tackles to 76 total, and six sacks to eight and a half. Two and a half sacks in the NFL is a lot. Those two and a half can ch- literally change a game. You know, a sack can change a game. So he's my number eight also. I love that pick. Um, and I think, like, like you said, we'll talk defense le- next, next, uh, next week, but I- I'm super excited about that. Who got it uh, seven? I have Tyler Boyd at seven. 2016 second-round pick. I love that. The main, the main reason I have him there, and I honestly think that he could, he could probably even be higher. Um, when A.J. went down, we needed to have a receiver really, really step up with a young receiving core that didn't really have, you know, obviously none of them had A.J.'s talent, but he stepped up big time and had a really good year. And I think showed that he, he can probably be – I'm not saying he's necessarily a one on some teams in the NFL, but he probably has a talent and ability to be. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's thinking in his head he wants to get paid like one somewhere. Um, I hope he stays. He I know we, we – and we did just pay him. I mean, he, he signed a contract last year, like, an ex, you know, a pretty good extension. What's the distance and amount, you know? I can't, re, I can't remember. Um, but I know, I, know we, I know we extended some. He's a young player. I think he's – one of the best number two wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, they did a four-year contract worth $43 million, so he's locked in. There you go. Yeah, so he got uh, paid. So at my seven, I had a player, and I was going to say them, but I am actually changing my mind. I'm going to put them on my ten worst, and we'll talk about that more on Monday. Okay. Cliffhanger. Okay. Cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm replacing them with our uh, 27th overall pick in the first round in 2017, Kevin Zeitler. Um. Okay. So Zeitler, yeah. we, we didn't pay him. Like, we complain about our offensive line. He's a Pro Bowl caliber offensive guard. The reason why it's and we good let him go to is, Brown. Yeah, he went in the division. It's just sickening to me. But um, at the time, it was a great pick. And yes. we just screwed up by not paying him. Um, I don't want to go too deep into the Kevin Zeitler story, but I have <laughs> my, uh, my seventh best. I like that a lot. Um, I don't have him on my list now that I think about it. And, you know, he, he obviously very worthy of that pick. Um, I think Jonah Williams, I know they don't play the same position, but I think he's going to end up being a better offensive lineman over time. And, you know, you hope that next year – hopefully we've set up somewhere next year there's some really good offensive linemen coming out that we can take take one, you know, coming out and just build around that. I like Zeitler, Zeitler. Yeah, always they there. are. They're always out there. I like the Zeitler pick. That's, that, that's good. My, um, keep in mind, we had 70 players for you and I to choose 10 from. Yeah, There's a lot of them like that. It's like, all right, there's 10 first-round picks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to hear who your player is that you took off of that and you moved uh, to your 10 more. I'm going to find out. I got you. <laughs> Not quite. I'm, I'm excited to hear that. But um, you want me to go to six? Yeah. All right. So, uh, my number six, I know you're not a huge fan of him, um, but the fact that we got a, the talent that he is in the second round in 2017 and the production he's put up, Joe Mixon. We talked about him already. I, um, you, you surprised me there because everything you said was on just right on with what I am – it'll make sense in a second. Okay. But um, I, 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 but, I'm surprised. There's two players who could have fit that profile, and you said the other name. 
Gotcha, gotcha. But Joe Mixon, I think, has got to be on the top ten. We talked about him earlier. Arguably the best running back in the AFC. I think arguably a top five running back in the entire NFL. Um, put an offensive line in front, of, in front of him. Let's see what he can do. But he's always produced, and um, I, I think he you know, belongs there to six. So at my six, I have another player who I don't really like, but we got him in the second round, and I think it's a good value for what we got out of him. Andy Dalton. Yeah. He went to the Pro yeah. Bowl. He – I am the big – like, you want to talk shit about Dalton? I'm all for it. Like, I'm you all are. on I board in two seconds because yeah. I have a lot of beef with him. But, yeah. but um, all things considered, like, he did pretty so well for a couple of years. Like, no, yeah, I agree. when he's bad, when he's bad, he's as frustrating as any player I've ever watched in any yeah. sport. Yes. But considering that we got him completely clean slate – he took us to the playoffs for the first four years of his career in a row. I'd say it's a good win good one. Second round Couldn't win. But, Couldn't but win many, a damn game. All right. But, like, how many teams drafted quarterbacks in the first round who aren't even in the NFL? No. Hey, look, I agree with you. He's, he's, a, he's a name that once we started talking, and you mentioned him earlier, he's not on my list in top ten. At all. Not on it. And I'm the hater. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not the hater. I am hating on him, obviously. Um, I'll jump on board there. I also should mention that everyone on my list is still a Bengal. So I don't have anyone that's off the Bengals. Or, or anyone like that. I have right. a couple. Right. Right. So, yeah. you know, you Actually, know but – You'll wait and you see. Yeah, but I like that pick. Initially, when you said his name earlier, I was like, "Damn, he should probably be top ten. I get it. He should be. He he, he had some good success. He had a, he had the one year where he started off with like MVP MVP numbers. He That's really sick. did. He it's never. just it's just like the way that I looked at it. I kind of thought, who's still with us? And like you said earlier, who hasn't frustrated me so much? Um, and the frustration around Dalton. Uh, as much as there are with things I'm a fan, I think the Dallas Cowboys got the best backup quarterback in the NFL now. But he didn't make my list. So, all right, I like I like him at your number six there. Who's your five? Um, A.J. Green. So. Five. Fifth best draft pick, A.J. Green. In the past ten years, he's our fifth best. It was too obvious. It was too obvious. Now, he's the best. he's the best player, maybe. He's the second best player. But as far as, like, quality of draft pick – I'm not going to give you points for doing the, the – the, if you hadn't taken him, you're an idiot. I'm not going to reward you for that. Fifth best. Okay, so I have him higher on my list. I'm obviously, shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked that you have him um, Wait for your bit. Save your, save your air. And, uh, I will. I will. My, my, five, <laughs> my, five is, my five is Carlos Dunlop, 2010 second rounder. Um, he, he's – He's still in the Bengals. He's produced pretty much every year. He's still a solid, solid person for a defensive end. For a defensive end to be a starter still 10 years later and still produce the way that he does, um, I mean, look, dude, I guarantee you if you look to ask a lot of tackles, a lot of them don't want to go up against Carlos Dunlap. Oh, no. You know? And, and he's, he's – I keep saying produce, but he keeps producing. I like him there. I think you could probably even have him higher, but – I have another yeah. defensive line higher. Um, so, all right, so you have – yeah, so you have him even higher. I'm a huge Carlos Dunlop fan. Um, I can't wait to see him play with that new defensive line that they have with DJ Reader coming, Sam Hubbard playing, Carl Lawson behind him. So, he's my number five. I like it. Who do you have at four? My four is Giovanni Bernard. Ooh, that's um, good. 
2013 second round pick. I think mostly I'm a huge Geo fan. The big thing is when you look, when I look at this list, um, no one really stands out as he's just a pure Bengal. We talked about it earlier. He yeah. wants to be a Bengal for life. They, he got paid here and he gets in. He's a, he's a quiet, you know, just grinder gets hit tough as nails. Um, Put him in a ton of different situations. Catch out of the backfield. You great third down back. That's your fourth um, best. That's, that's my fourth. Best. The guy who's yeah. not starting, your second round talent, who's not starting yep. on at his position, is your fourth best in the past yep. ten years. Because of what he's done for the Bengals in those te- in the ten years. What's he done? 100%. What's he done? You have you you have guys have that aren't even list. on the Bengals. You have I'm guys that aren't even on the Bengals. You have guys that aren't even on the Bengals. He's still with right. the Bengals since 2013. Some of them were too good for us to afford and left because they're better picks. I will grant you Zeitler. I'll grant you Zeitler. I'm not going to say that A. Dalton's a better player than Giovanni Bernard. You know what? Take a seat. Take a seat. Turn your air conditioning up because you're getting a little hot. <laughs> you're going to tell me you're going to tell me that Andy Dalton's a, I mean, you'd rather have Andy Dalton on your team than Giovanni Bernard? A starter over a backup? Yes, I'll take the starter, please. Andy Dalton's not a starter. Andy Dalton's not a starter. He was. He He's was not last a starter. Year. It doesn't matter. He's not. Giovanni is good. We're talking about Giovanni work. Giovanni Bernard is going to be playing way more than Andy Dalton for the next several years. So he, therefore, I'll, taking I'll him. I will bet you on camera right now. Okay. Andy Dalton's career is going to last longer than Giovanni Bernard's. That's and not he's, fair. He's a backup he's quarterback. Well, he's you a just said he's going to be more productive for years. So put your money where your mouth is, big guy. I, I will. You you said more productive. Sitting on the bench is not being more productive. Giovanni oh, Bernard wait, plays sitting every on the game. bench is all Giovanni Bernard does. He plays every single game. He plays every single game. Not in a meaningful way. He's a backup. Oh, you're crazy if you really think that. I do. I really do. I really do. And I'm a little upset you don't. You don't see it that way. At fourth overall, right. I have Muhammad Sanu. It's not even on the Bengals. Why, you, why do these guys have to be current players? We're talking about hey, – They don't. The, the, they the don't. premise of the draft is who are the best 10 draft picks of the past they 10 don't. years? A guy they who won $75 million from the freaking Falcons that we drafted in the third round. Yeah, and, and he – 30 years and, old. And, I think that's a he, pretty good player. And he that's produced – great value. He, he produced a lot better when he was, when he was with the Falcons – but if you look at no, no, he produced better when he was with the Bengals. He had a thousand yards in one year when uh, AJ Green went down. He's there's a reason he got seventy five million dollars. You don't get seventy five. He never had a thousand yards. Muhammad Sanu never had a thousand yards. He's never had that. His biggest season was with the Falcons. He had eight hundred thirty eight. His biggest season with the Bengals was seven hundred ninety. Seven hundred ninety. He ate, ate seventy five million dollars. We gave Boyd forty three. We gave seventy five or somebody gave seventy five yeah, to Muhammad Sanu years ago, like six years ago. So how are you sitting here and telling me that Boyd's on your list, but a guy who's older, who got more money, isn't? Because Boyd's going to produce more are on we, the Bengals. Is the premise of the list, who are the best 10 draft picks <laughs> who are still on the Bengals, or are we talking about the no. best 10 draft picks? No, it's not. Right, but let's, let's stick to that. Boyd, Boyd is going to produce more for the Bengals from when, he's got, from when he got drafted than obviously Mohamed Sanu has. So if you, if you look at best draft picks, Boyd then – is going to be the biggest producer for the Bengals. So, therefore, he's a better draft pick. Agree to disagree. Can't wait till you hear my three. Uh, who do you have at three? I can't, wait. I can't wait to hear your three either. I can't wait to hear your three. Hold on. Let me get back to my list here. I'm going to go to my three. 
I'll just get right Mark, to the chase. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones in the fifth round. Who got more money than Mohamed Sanu? Marvin Jones got two team. million. On another team. It doesn't matter. We already established the premise of the list is the top ten picks. It doesn't matter if you can't afford them. If, if we draft Tom Brady in the fifth round I think and that, he doesn't want to sign with our team, look, it doesn't make I, him a bad pick. I, makes, I agree with you. It makes us a bad I, organization. The fact I agree with that, that too. I agree with house, you. That's I agree with you. I think that we looked at it a little bit differently. I'm talking about guys that have produced for the bank. That's the way I looked at it. So we um, looked at it a little bit differently. Flawed, flawed uh, viewpoint over there. I can say that yours is flawed. <laughs> My number three is Joe Burrow. I like that. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, yeah. you can't punish someone for being picked in a good spot if it's a good pick. You can't. You can't. And obviously, I, I know that that was a pick, but when you look, when you look down on it, there, I mean, look, you still could have traded him. You had the you had the offers. Chase Young was still sitting there, who's arguably a better player. Um, but yeah, my number three is Joe Burrow. I think we could obviously probably know who my two and one are. I probably know your two and one. Oh, I, I, I don't, don't you know do. your two and one are. I two, I have Carlos Dunlap. Okay, I like that. Um, Fun, I know who your one is probably. Then. Most batted passes, most batted down balls in the league since 2015. Dunlap. Yeah, There's that's names huge. like. JPP, Ogba, Sue, Cameron Jordan. You know who leads the list with 33? He has nine more batted down than Cameron Jordan, who has second. Nine. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Carlos Dunlap. We got him in the second round. You know why yeah. he – so Carlos Dunlap, if you remember him coming out of Florida, he was mouthy. There was like – I think he grabbed some guy's like balls or something in a scrum one time. There was Dude, a lot a, of like, a, negative stuff he's a, around. He's a badass, man. There's a, a lot badass. of negative stuff. Like, you don't want to mess with him. And I remember watching, like, when he used to play back on – he was on, like, those 08 Florida teams. Like, you didn't want to mess with Carlos on that. No. He fell. But the fact that we got him in the second round and he's – everything you said to, to – like, to, you know, kind of pile on that, everything yeah. you said from a second rounder, and he's literally an elite D end, that's a – that's their second best pick of the past 10 years. I'm not mad about that. I'm not. Obviously, he was on my list. He was my number five. And I think his longevity has obviously served as well. His availability has been up there. That batted down stat is very, is very good. Nine That's more good. is crazy. That's 50% or basically, you know, 38% or 40% of the second place. Yeah, especially think about, I mean, the, the other names on that list that you mentioned, like Cam Jordan is, a, is as at least a gets perennial pro bowl. Yeah. He's regarded as, yeah. like, we could have put him on our best DN list. Like, he could yeah. easily – I couldn't argue if you put him on there. 100%. No you one's could, putting yeah. Carlos. No one is putting Carlos. Imagine I, if yeah, he played yeah. on the Patriots or on the Packers or on the Bears or on any, like, real big market that really gets behind their the guys. The Niners. The, Dude, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. making so much more money than he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Well, my, my number two is Geno Atkins. I have Geno as my number one. See, I knew he was going to be your number one. And I, and I don't disagree with you there. I wrestled with one and two. My number one is A.J. Green. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, and, and we talked about him a lot. Well, yeah, what was that? Two episodes ago when we talked about the wide receivers today. When you look at his production that he's put up, what was it? He was 34 yards away from being the first receiver ever for six straight seasons for 1,000 yards, only yeah. next to Randy Moss, who did it for five. And then the next season when he came back, he put up another thousand. 
he's the face of the Bengals. I know we only franchise taking him. I hope that he comes back. Um, you know, maybe Joe Burrow is the face of the Bengals now, but I would still say that A.J. Green is. Um, Geno Atkins. I'm going to push back on you a little bit. Why is he ahead in your mind? One's a first round. One's fourth overall. One's fourth round. Why? Both, I'd say, both premier players of the position. Gino might even – I think Gino has more respect right now. Why is he ahead of would you, would you? Would you Would you? put Gino – would you put Gino as your um, – would you put him as your, like, top five or top four defense tackles in the NFL? 100%. 100%. I'm not saying I'm not saying I wouldn't, but there's there are no people one. that wouldn't. There's no ability like availability. He doesn't get hurt like AJ has. Yeah, I agree. But I would say that we've probably won more games because of AJ Green. And I can't argue that, but like, hey, it's hard to so therefore he's number one defensive tackle, isn't it? Jeff? I agree. Look, I was a defensive tackle. Obviously, nowhere saying. near like nowhere near that. But like, and I I will agree with that. He does disrupt the game. When I put AJ at one and Gino at two, I kind of did it really fast. And right after I did it, I paused before I put down Joe Burrow because I kind of worked the way one up. Um, and I was like, ah, maybe I should flip that. Maybe Gino should be one. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to leave it. Um, just also a lot based on because of the, how much we talked him up two, uh, um, two episodes ago. We yeah. need to do, because of that, I think a good list that, we, that would be good for us to do would be then top defense alignment in the league. Top like defense that. tackles in the league. In honor of the, the D lineman out there. Yeah, sure. That's right. That's right. That so, yeah. you, you had a great list, except for Marvin Jones and uh, Muhammad Sunu, you know, part of it. Um, other than that, great job. <laughs> um, something I did want to note while I was looking Let's at some, some research. So, 2010 and 2011, those two years, the Bengals drafted five Pro Bowlers. Since then, wow, we've drafted one Pro Bowler. It was Tyler Reifert, who we took first round in 2012. We haven't drafted a Pro Bowler since 2013. Wow. Come on. Wow. We haven't drafted a, a Pro Bowler since 2013. You want to know why we suck the past five years? <laughs> you just John got your Ross, answer right there. John Ross, are you in the, John Ross, are you here? That's why. That kind of crap. It's If you go back, look at the – go on Wikipedia. They've got like a Bengals – drafting and I don't know that I, I knew it was bad I didn't know it was that bad but it that is bad dude. correlates like we don't build for, through free agency until this year apparently right that is a direct correlation with oh five pro bowlers in 2010 and 2011 make the playoffs 2010 through 2015 and then they flush out of your system and you don't take any and you start sucking like that's not, that's that, that's really sad it's not rocket science like we just yeah. made a lot of bad choices that's really sad. Damn. Well, that is sad. One thing I, I, the top ten. <laughs> hey, I, I, also, I, I, one thing, too, I, I wanted to look this up. Because I agree with you on Gino as your one. Um, like I said, I think he could be a one. An interesting fact, out of the top seven paid defensive tackles in the NFL, the Bengals now have two. I'll never complain about that. Yeah. I don't – me either. You build it from the inside out. Yep, me either. I think that's that's really something fun, like awesome to build on. So we'll talk more about the defense next week or on Monday. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I'm actually thinking that one's gonna be more fun. We're gonna do a defense uh, preview, and then we're gonna give you our ten worst. Worst. And draft, that's yeah. there's a lot more material than all the best. <laughs> the best yeah. literally took 2010 and 2011. And that's pretty much it. 
Yeah, you just said it. You just said it. <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, good. Hey, look, I, I like your list. I know we interpret it a little bit differently. Um, looking back, I kind of wish I would have interpreted it the way that you did it. Um, but I'm standing by mine as Bengals now. I'll take All the my, hey, I'm not, I'm not giving you the dub. All, I'll say this. All 10 of my players that I mentioned, they're still Bengals. So I like my list. I like that. I like, I I'm like out. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's episode 15 in the books. I keep checking what episode it is. Yeah, 15. 15. Um, we'll be back Monday, maybe Tuesday, depending on some scheduling yeah, schedule, uh, yep. uh, conflicts. But, yeah, man, um, glad to uh, wrap up another one. And yeah, uh, we'll talk to you guys in a few days. Yeah, man, have a good weekend. All right. See you guys.